Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Baba, the conversational podcast with Middle Eastern flair. My name is Nude, my co-host is Shireen, and today we are both exhausted. So we're going to be talking to you about a light, fluffy, fun topic, makeup. Your favorite thing. One of your favorite things. (laughs) I have so many favorite things. I feel like listeners are going to get sick of me being like, oh, my God, one of my favorite topics. Yeah. (laughs) But it is. At least we're consistent. It's true. We love everything. It's true. How do you feel about makeup, Shushu? I really like makeup to a degree. I wear it every day, personally. Even if you are not doing anything? No, if I know that I'm going to be inside, I don't wear it. But I work Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, and I Mm -hmm. will always put on makeup before I leave for work. Yep, I'm the exact same way. I will not go to work if my face is not made up. Um, I do not like to be photographed if I'm not wearing makeup as well. Girl, I don't like to be photographed, period. (laughs) I actually really enjoy being photographed, but it just so happens that Mike is, he's, he's a very talented man, but just not when it comes to making his wife look decent in a photograph. (laughs) I was going to say, well, you're more photogenic than I am, so that might be why you enjoy having a photograph taken. Um... I don't know if that's true. I mean, I've seen photos of you. They're absolutely stunning. Sure. But, they are. <laughs> okay, so, no, though, to our listeners, that's actually something I'm trying to kick, this whole not liking photos thing, because, um, and this is slightly off topic, but I'll tell the story. I, like, was cleaning out my laptop because my laptop broke, um, and I lost capability of the C and K letters. Uh, or the She's buttons. a romance writer, people. <laughs> yeah, and maybe, like... You know, pause for a moment and think why I might need those two letters specifically with the genre that I liked. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so it was very tragic. I lost two of my biggest players. and (laughs) But I was cleaning out my laptop and I saw pictures from my 20th birthday, I think. So like seven years ago. And I was like, oh, let me look at them. Uh, And I was like, oh, my God, I look so cute. And I know for a fact, though, that that whole day I was so, I don't know, I didn't feel very good about myself. And then the fact that I'm looking at it now and I'm like, no, Shireen, you look totally fine. You look so cute. You look amazing. Really made me think about how much time I've wasted just hating myself. So it's a huge waste of time. I'm trying to be more comfortable with pictures. I don't turn people down when they ask me to be in pictures anymore. So even if I don't like the end result, still forcing myself to do it because a few years from now, I'm going to be like, but I look great. What was wrong with me? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's... (laughs) I like the voice you did at the end. Yeah. (laughs) Um, no, I completely get it. I'm the same way about photos. Although, I mean, it's been, we have, Shireen and I have very similar, we have very similar struggles in terms of, I guess, being photographed and perceived and like our physical selves. Mm -hmm. My problem, I'll be very honest, my problem has never been with my face. I'm a big fan of my face. I think I have a like A plus face. Like you have an A plus face. 
Thank you very much. I'm very pleased with my face. My issue begins below the neck. (laughs) And then all the way down from there. And then it's just, I am displeased with all of it. Yeah, I, um, my problem is with the face. And then, you know what? On a particularly bad day, it'll just extend to the whole, to my whole uh, living form. So, (laughs) oh my God. So, here's the thing about makeup makeup does goddamn wonders when Mm. it's used well. Yes. Like, if you know how to use makeup, like as an art form, like, like the play with light and shadows, or if you know how you want to restructure your bones, like if you're a skilled makeup artist, you could have a new face every day. Yeah, of course. You right. Could. Sure. And I think that that's so incredibly cool. With makeup, I also feel like you can take your own face and then enhance it, which is what I feel I like to do with my makeup. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. I just do like enhancements. For as much as I don't like my face on a bad day, I don't know. I do. I like tell my therapist like I have good face days and I have bad face days. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if like facial dysmorphia is a thing because I like know what my body looks like. I don't know what my face looks like. Um, Opposite I've, for me, but like it's got to be a thing. Yeah, it's got to be a thing. Like I just don't know what one part of my body looks like. And it looks different every day to me and some days it's good and some days it's bad. Despite that, I don't like go out of my way to really change anything about my face. I just like to look more awake and alert. Is my nice, thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, and just like healthier. I can look a little gaunt uh, on a non-makeup day because I'm I'm very mm-hmm. um, thin. So yeah. why not? I like to I like to contour my face into looking like it did approximately forty pounds ago. Oh. <laughs> that takes a lot of skill, though. It does. I am skilled. I'm. I'm you actually, are actually. Very, thank you. Thank you. It is it is a hobby that I picked up. Actually, it is the first hobby that I picked up off YouTube. Oh, that's wow. There are a lot of hobbies on YouTube. I'm not surprised makeup was the first, though. Actually, um, <laughs> this makes me think you were not much of a makeup person when we were in high school. I was strongly opposed to it, actually. Do you want to talk about that? I was strongly opposed to many things that I knew nothing about. And I call that the arrogance and stupidity of youth. (laughs) Yeah, I also call that it's weird. um, And this is not I'm not saying that you had that. But a lot of the times when people are like super against makeup, I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is this internalized misogyny, though? But we were raised. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, to have a lot of internalized misogyny and to hate things that are um, considered feminine or, you know, women only things. Definitely Mm -hmm. like we were, you know, part of you's race to be like, ew, women. Oh, a hundred percent. Growing up, I did not want to be associated with anything feminine. Like to this day, my dad like affectionately calls me a tomboy in Arabic. (laughs) Like he'll he'll ruffle my mohawk and be like, Hassan Sabi. (laughs) 
and then laugh and like walk away. <laughs> so he's literally just being like, oh, tomboy. And then yeah. like dipping. Yeah. Um, and I, I always was. I always was. It's I've mentioned this a million times. I was athletic. I liked to run around the playground. I would climb fences. I liked to climb trees. I liked to spit at things and people. I liked being faster and stronger than the boys. Like I took pride in all of these things. And then I felt like if I enjoyed makeup or enjoyed like doing my hair or enjoyed the color pink or continued to play with Barbies, that it was somehow in authenticating all of the other things that I enjoyed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I get it. And I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but no, it's completely valid to want to climb fences, spit, and then also have like the sparkliest eyeshadow palette you can possibly find. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I understand. Like, I honestly still struggle with that to this day because like, you almost feel like we have to fit into one box or another. And for the most part, I'm like, well, screw these boxes. None of them are comfortable. We should just be able to do whatever we want. But that doesn't mean that because we've internalized so much, it doesn't mean that you can say that and believe it, you know, like actually truly believe it and put into practice because um, I present myself one way and it may and a lot of people have told me that like they're surprised that I present myself the way I do because they find my personality to be. Um, which is like, like, okay, personality traits aren't gendered. So there's like a whole other layer to this, but you know, I, I'm, I can be a little deadpan. My sense of humor, super dry. I wouldn't, I guess people don't consider those traits like really feminine. And then but Um, like when I come out, no, when I come out though, I'm like dressed in as many bows and pink and frills as you can muster in one outfit and so it throws them for a loop and it makes me sometimes feel really self-conscious about my personality because I'm like well shit I wish it fit the like outside because that's so soft and cute and pretty and no but that's bs it does and regardless of whether or not it does it doesn't by any means have to like no I know can I use an example that may or not may may or may not be recognizable to our audience? Sure. Has anyone heard of Vanessa Vanji Matteo? No. What? Who? Okay. Do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? No. That might be the first problem. That is the first problem to our listeners <laughs> and to you, Shushu. Okay. Um, I'm. I'm. I am in love with Drag Race. I think Drag Race is a fantastic, incredible show. I recognize that the limited casting is... I recognize that the casting is limited and that Mm -hmm. drag queens and drag culture and drag communities vary massively across cities and places and histories and cultures. But RuPaul's Drag Race is like... a solid starting point. Like, can we just enjoy RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah, Great. of course we can. Cool. All media Thank is inherently you. problematic. That doesn't mean we shouldn't enjoy it. Thank you so much. Okay, so I love RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, I fully get, like, full body involved when <laughs> when they're, like, lip syncing at the end. Like, mm-hmm. I am up. And I watch everything on my phone because we don't have a television. Mike has a television in his office. But besides that, if I want to consume content, I have to, like, use my phone for it so I can't use my phone for other things and Mm -hmm. that's kind of a way that I limit my consumption 
Yeah. But with RuPaul's Drag Race, it will be playing on my phone, on my bed, and I will be off the bed just jamming, just yeah. jamming, just having such a good time. Anyway, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo first came out on the scene in either season 12 or season 13. Um, she was voted off by the judges and RuPaul in like the third episode. Mm-hmm. And she just like b- walked backwards going, Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie. And like, even though she hadn't impressed anyone up until that point, making her exit like that made her a queen. A queen. <laughs> I mean, obviously, she's already a queen for a living, but, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyways, she comes back the following season. Um, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo is always dressed in, like, essentially a leotard with her legs bare and then some kind of chiffon-y thing. Uh, it's not the most creative wardrobe choices. Mm-hmm. But they're always this, like, super feminine, reminds me of Wonder Woman situation, But then Vanessa Vanjie Mateo talks and she has never made an effort to change her voice in any way. Mm -hmm. And I recommend that everyone just go listen and watch Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. And that is a shining example of how your personality and your wardrobe do not have to mesh to be the coolest, most awesome thing alive. No, I know. I like fully agree with that. Again, it's just like when if... On the days I do struggle with this, I know it's just like internalized BS, right? Yes. I don't want to be like we live in a society, but we like do. And society raises us to feel like this all the time. Question everything we do, question the way we are and how it fits in with the rest of the world. When in reality, we would be a lot happier if we did not give a shit. Amen. Amen. Also, um, I, I don't understand... Okay, sidebar, this whole thing about cynicism and having like a really dry wit, not being feminine characteristics, I wouldn't, first of all, no, because characteristics are not gendered in any way, but I would also say maybe I would feel, I don't know, less invested in maintaining the sense of humor if men actually knew how to do it correctly, and that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Okay, so you didn't wear any makeup in high school and like it is probably like the internalized misogyny that was like spoon fed to us not necessarily at home but we had to leave the house at some point in Abu Dhabi can I actually tell you like the story of how I actually started wearing makeup yeah I want to hear it I don't know this so I didn't wear it in high school I obviously wore it to our prom graduation dinner weddings stuff like that but I didn't know how to apply it so normally my family would like hire a makeup artist for my mom and myself um to get ready together Mm -hmm. that was always like super enjoyable and I liked that um like I I still to this day enjoy having my makeup done it feels very luxurious and it's a way that I like to be pampered yeah god I love it Mm -hmm. right and when oh my god just feather light touches on your under eye area by like strangers hands please (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, what I was saying is I came here for first year. I was 17 years old. I have a cousin. I actually have two cousins um, and an aunt who lived here. And so my cousin obviously took me under her wing and was like, you need to wear makeup. And I was like, 
um, bitch, I absolutely fucking do not. <laughs> and she's like, um, how are people going to like perceive you as like a professional who's got it together? I'm like, why the fuck does me having makeup on my face make me seem like a professional who's got it together? First of all. Second of all, I am 17 years old. I do not need to be a well put together fucking professional. Thank you. Right. Yes. A hundred percent. Sure. Thank you. So then I met Mike in December. Remember, I arrived in Canada in September. I survived through September, October, November. And then December came and I met Mike on Shushu's birthday, December 3rd. <laughs> Thank you for this birthday gift that had absolutely no bearing on my life. <laughs> hey, it made your best friend happy. Okay, fine. There you go. <laughs> um, then when I was getting ready to go out on a date with him, my roommate at the time was like, let me fucking do your makeup, please, I beg you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I will not be wearing makeup. And I did not wear makeup to my first date with Mike. And I think that I will forever hold that as a petty, weird little point of pride. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're allowed. Thank you. I know it's petty and I know that it has like no bearing on life or anything, but I'm like into the fact that Mike legitimately has never given the slightest of flying fucks. Yeah. Well, men also don't understand. Like cis hetero men don't understand makeup. They actually really can't tell when we are and aren't wearing it. They're kind. Yeah. They've got like one brain cell between them. (laughs) So that birthday, two months later, my cousin actually took me to a Mac store. I had my makeup fully done and I bought like some of the products or my Mm -hmm. cousin bought me some of the products. And then from there, I started to incorporate makeup into my routine a little bit more. But like with all things, I don't like not being good at shit. Yeah. Right. So I headed over to the YouTubes. (laughs) And then I never left the YouTubes. I have been following the tea spill and the drama and the releases and the drops. I know who's mad at whomst. I know who we are not talking to in the beauty community. And at this point, as a 27-year-old, I resent that I know this much. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. A lot of people are really invested in the beauty community. I just really want James Charles to like be okay. I I can't comment. I don't I don't know what is going on ever. I watch one makeup artist and that's it. Who? I only watch Lisa Eldridge. I I don't know anyone else. No, that's totally fine if you like how she applies makeup and you like the products she uses. You don't need anyone else. In fact, you don't need her unless you're enjoying her. <laughs> I mean, I watch videos very rarely. So actually, the thing about me is that I do the same look uh, every single day. So I actually don't have a big collection of makeup. As soon as I feel like it's kind of um, overtaking my bag, I either do a clean out or like ban myself from buying anything, which means I don't own eyeshadow palettes. I probably own only two lipsticks total. Um, I don't own any of those things because... I know for a fact, as tempted as I get, I'm like, Shereen, you're going to do the same look on your face because it's like 6.30 a.m. and you just want to go to work. 
And I'm never going to be like inspired to suddenly change it up. No, that's totally fair. And I don't think that you have to be at yeah. all. Um, um, what does makeup do for you, though? Like when you do that same look every day, like what what does it give you? I don't know. It gives me kind of like a little boost of confidence. There's also something to be said about, you know, for someone who like very often is like confused about what my face looks like uh, to other people. It kind of gives me like a good 20 minutes just staring at myself. So, you know, like identifying, yeah. um, you know, facial characteristics that actually exist. And I really mm-hmm. like watching myself go from exhausted to awake and alert. You know, I'm it's, here to listen to you. Yeah, It's special. It's a special moment when you look in the mirror and you're like, a person. <laughs> yeah. So I actually did wear makeup in high school. Um, I only wore foundation. That was it. And the reason I did that was because when I was younger, I still have rosacea, but it's a lot better now, but I had it a little worse. So um, my my like nose and cheek area were always kind of like reddish. And I got bullied for that a lot. And like, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not actually, I don't have a complex about my rosacea. And it's because as soon as those people try to bully me, because I don't know, people look at me and they think to themselves, I can bully her. And then when I open my mouth to respond, they immediately (laughs) disintegrate. I uh, Uh, murdered a lot of people at school for trying it with me. Yeah, not literally, but... but Verbally. But yes, Um, verbally, yes. I'm very good at verbal fighting. I've never hit anyone. I never will hit anyone, but I can make people cry if I really put my mind to it, which I yep. don't do anymore. But it was a, it's kind of it was a little necessary when you're in high school trying to defend, to defend the fact that you exist and are like inhabiting a body that is less than perfect, according to Arab boys. Anyway, um, fuck all of them. Literally. So, <laughs> so I did wear foundation. Um, I think maybe it was like my mom who who asked me like or like recommended that maybe I try it out because uh, even though I personally didn't care, it's just like why ha- fighting is still exhausting even if like yeah. yeah. So I did wear it. The good thing to come out of this is that I like know how to put on a seamless uh seamless it base. It really is seamless. You never yeah. look like you're wearing foundation. It's quite Yeah, perfect. so uh, nowadays, I don't wear foundation. I only wear like a tinted moisturizer because I feel like I don't need foundation. I'm the kind of person who's like put a very light layer everywhere and then I will go in with a tiny brush and conceal spots or other places. Nice. And I got you. Yeah. So then that's how it looks so seamless. It's because there is virtually nothing on my face anyway. As for the rosacea, it's now super... Uh, fashionable to have very I red cheeks. I was just about to say. So I was just once, about to say. Once I didn't wear makeup at work, and that's because I forgot my makeup case at my parents' house, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And I remember going to the um, bathroom and being like, oh, shit, what blush am I wearing? And I'm like, nah, that's my rosacea. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, I look so charming and fresh. Nope, that's that is my rosacea. Um, I love it. I love that it's trendy. I, it I really, is trendy really now. So mm-hmm. for the most part, the things we hate will inevitably become trendy. So just hold out. You never know. Oh, I got to tell you, I do not foresee my acne becoming trendy at any point. And I, I do not recommend it as a trend. 
trend trend. Some people have been trying it out though, you know, like they, you know, will I've seen it all on Instagram, you know, they'll like put like stickers on them or jewels on them or like turn them, a lot of people turn them into like freckles or moles, which is also fine. I mean, but I have freckles, thank you very much. They do not look like my acne. <laughs> I'm sorry. They are not the same shape or size or like distance from the skin in terms of like how far the skin extends. You know what I'm saying. I All know. I'm saying is, hey, yeah. I had I had acne too. I actually yeah. struggle with adult acne. Like I get it. Like same girl. Hundred percent get it. You think you know? Like Arab, Arab women always tell you you're gonna reach a certain age and go back to looking like you were when you were a baby. This has not happened. My mom keeps saying that I look like I looked when I was a baby. I'm sure like acne scars aside, but she looks at me and she's like, "You have the same face you did when you were a baby." So of course I go turn to the nearest photograph of my face as a baby, and Jesus fucking Christ, that is not a compliment. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh no, but yes, I do. I was a fat baby. I oh, I do have. I do struggle with this as well. Um and I'm like really particular about my skin because of it. But you know like mm-hmm. adult acne is a thing. I'm not going to not say that I don't have it. Well, no, obviously. And I still post like no makeup selfies on Instagram because like yeah. this is legitimately my face and some days I am blessed with an easy week that allows my face to be clear and smooth and then other times I'm blessed with a week as the week that we have just had and my face decides that it's a war zone and we're gonna start putting down the mines folks yeah I mean I've been having some very stressful um weeks Mm -hmm. nonstop. And uh, when I get stressed, my forehead breaks out. So I've been dying a little bit with that. You know, it it, it is what it is. Like, what am like? I've actually learned to become very patient with my acne because I struggled with it for so long that now when like I get a flare up or something, I'm just like, I'm just going to have to wait this out. (laughs) That's that's yeah. I'm I'm kind of getting to the same place a little bit but I also now have like really beautiful skincare that helps keep things controlled yeah that's good yeah I like went and got like renewed prescriptions for certain things so we're getting back Mm -hmm. to the good controlled stage nice um nice but yes I did wear makeup it was to cover my rosacea wasn't really for anything else now when I wear makeup it's not to cover my rosacea. To be completely honest with you, at the end of the day, my nose is still kind of pink. I don't give a shit about that, it's though. Cute. It's you know, cute. it's cute now. So I'm just like, yes, every, very. I was right all along, and it was <laughs> it was the it was the high school age boys who were wrong. So yes, um, yes, that's right. Yeah, so it's not not really like a problem to me. I just like to look really fresh and it's part of that whole presentation thing when I'm so at work I do wear like jeans and a sweater but I also work in a lab so I have to follow um regulation and protocol you know for what how much skin can be exposed um but uh in real life, because I don't consider work IRL, that's just like work Shereen doing her thing. But in real life, like putting on makeup before I leave the house and stuff fits in with the way I like to present myself because I'm always wearing dresses and they'll have like puffy sleeves and they'll be pink and they'll be, I don't know, the most ridiculous things you've ever seen. It's fine. 
So And they're always paired with the fucking cutest pair of earrings. I don't know how you find just the cutest earrings in the world every time. I'm a big earring person. I have a pair of earrings for every single outfit. And it's when I cut my hair off into a pixie, I was like, oh, shit, I can get into earrings now. So that was fun. Fuck yes. That's awesome. Um, But yeah, so Nude, why don't you tell me like on just like for, for a normal day, what like products do you put on your face? Oh, I don't know what a normal day is anymore. Fair. I like I feel like if we have a podcast, I might as well just be transparent and honest with um, the people who listen to us. Mm-hmm. I've been going through a bunch of mental health stuff. It's nothing new. It is the same exact problems that I've been dealing with since I was nine years old. Um, but it has gotten worse, I feel. Um, my mental health has worsened over time. And it has gotten to a place where I am having great difficulty functioning at a level that is like myself. Mm-hmm. So I finally, finally, finally have a uh, family doctor or a GP or a primary um, practitioner or whatever Mm -hmm. you call it, wherever you are. Um, And she, here's the thing. I finally have a doctor who is female and is a woman of color. So when I told her things about my past experiences and when I told her that my family didn't take me uh, to a psychiatrist as a young child, she wasn't like, oh, then I suppose there isn't a big issue in the way that a lot of other practitioners Mm -hmm. once behaved. Mm -hmm. This doctor took one look at me and I said, no, we don't do that in my family. And she says, "Okay, I'm like, I'm I'm giving you a prescription. Right. And Mm -hmm. I. I feel like she's the first person who's given a shit in terms of like medical professionals and me going in and being like, I legitimately, legitimately fucking need help. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go into details right now about no, my course. mental health. That's like an episode kind of of its own. Mm-hmm. But I've been adjusting to meds. Yeah. Right. And it's that's hard. made. It is. It's very, very, very hard. It's uh I'm sleeping a lot better. I used to not sleep ever, and now I sleep like a solid night. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to wake up in the mornings, so I haven't really been booking work for like to go to schools and work. Yeah. Um. And frankly, I don't think that I have the motivation anymore to to go in, even just for supply days. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so sorry to take like a super light, easy topic and make it this huge thing. But the fact of the matter is that I spend most of my time these days at home. I would Mm -hmm. like to pick up more shifts and maybe I will be able to pick up more shifts once the medicine kind of fully evens out. And I I know where I stand with myself Mm -hmm. because I have no idea where I stand with myself right now. I mean, no, to be fair, when like people are depressed, one of the what like one of the first thing that manifests when I'm feeling pretty bad is that it becomes more of a struggle to do like the makeup and caretaking thing. Yeah, I um I and that's the thing, right? I haven't been going to work, which means that I've been able to get away with a lot from the inside of my own house. Mm-hmm. Um which means that I haven't been up to date on all of my grooming. 
-hmm. It means that I haven't really been doing the things I enjoy. I haven't been making um, clay models. I haven't done that in a little while. I haven't been out walking my dog with Mike. Um, Mike takes him alone, partly because it's like minus 20 fucking degrees. And I'm just not, I don't want to be out in that. Mm -hmm. But also partly because like the fucking concept of getting off the couch takes a lot of prep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I haven't been wearing makeup recently. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, very sadly. When I used to work regularly, I never did the same look twice. I know. I know. (laughs) It was like the most fun part of the morning was like playing with my makeup and being like, today I'm doing a cut crease. Today I'm doing a halo eye. Today I'm going to keep it nice and simple. You know what? Today we're going heavy on the liner. You know what? Today let's use some lashes. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And like that's it's fun for me. And I know that sometimes it looks like too much to like walk into a classroom with like a purple sparkling eyelid. (laughs) But like, honestly, it's treated me well. Students respond well to my hair. Students respond well to my makeup. I'm and I feel like administration doesn't care (laughs) how sparkly I look. That's good. Right. Like I get. I get to have fun with my makeup when I go out and I like to play with it and I like to test different tones. And one of the most fun things in the world to me is buying a new palette and then like playing with it. Mm -hmm. It might not be in like my daily rotation, but I will pull shit off of my literal makeup bookshelf in my bedroom. Oh, my gosh. I'm dying to see this. Holy shit. I can't wait for you. I'm honestly just really excited for you to see the house. In I'm general. excited to see the house. I'm so excited for you to be here. It's yeah. it's going to be wild. But yeah, I never did the same look twice. I love playing with makeup. It mm-hmm. is so empowering and fun and playful. And you get your fingers all up in it like a little kid. So good. Yeah, I mean, that that's great, dude. Like... That's fun. I'm like, I wish I had that because like you have to be very creative to be able to come up with looks on the fly like that. And you definitely have that creativity. I know, but I'm creative in a, it's a different type of creativity. I'm not an on the fly creative. I mean, I don't know how true that is. You have to be pretty creative on the fly to get any words down on paper. I guess, but that just it just uses a different part of my brain. I'm not like the the only thing I can do, like the only tangible thing I can produce is words. And you are not like that. You are able to paint and sculpt and do all of that stuff. Um, I guess I can play the piano, but that's also like that's a muscle, amazing. It's a muscle memory thing for me now. So uh, I wish I could play the piano. Um, no, you definitely don't. But anyway, uh, <laughs> d- did we not say that I was in rooms with decomposing white men? Yes, yes, okay. yes, you did. Yes, you absolutely did. But no, I don't want to learn to play it like that. I want to like, remember how I said that I downloaded this app and then I used it for three days and then yeah. I got frustrated because it took me three days to learn yeah. a song, which yeah. is like, listeners, please, I recognize that that is not healthy thinking. I do. A lot of millennials struggle with that, though. I've read at least one article. At least one. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely Um, something. It is definitely something. 
here's the thing, though. This started, like, very, 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 very young. And I've said this on several episodes. If I'm not immediately good at it, I -hmm. want nothing to do with it. And I think the reason why, and yes, this could be a millennial problem because all of our Gen X parents were like, yeah, you don't have to do anything that makes you unhappy. My boomer Mm -hmm. parents sucked, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that wasn't necessarily my experience because my parents really encouraged me to like stick with things. Mm -hmm. For me, it was like, Look at all the shit I'm good at. And it was always a long list. Oh, yeah. And it's like, so why would I spend any effort on this thing that I'm not good at when mm-hmm. I have this long list of things I am good at? And the answer to why you would spend th- time, the answer to why you would spend time on things you are bad at is because it's a point of pride. You can get good at things. You mm-hmm. can. Of course. You have the capability if you want to, if you legitimately want to, you can. Yeah. To remind everybody, I failed at math until the seventh grade and then decided to be good at it and now have two engineering degrees. You can do anything. Just believe. Yes. Bingo. Exactly. And I thought that I had absolutely no musical talent. And then I learned to play House of the Rising Sun in three days. And here is where I take issue with myself. Mm-hmm. It is here at this junction where I did want to continue and where I did want to be good and where it was important to me and yet not being good at it was like a personal attack do you know (laughs) what I mean kind of yeah it's like how dare you piano for not accepting my inherent brilliance that is that's so funny dude like when I fail at things I'm like this checks out classic Shireen she can't do things like (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, you're like, oh my god, this ancient instrument is disrespecting me. How dare you? It's I I honestly have a lot to work through. I'm not qualified. (laughs) Hey, we never sold ourselves as qualified anything on this podcast it's true we're not we're fucking figuring it out and it's hard exactly (sighs) sure but you actually you were good at makeup when you started it i don't i mean it's funny because like i hadn't seen you physically for so long that when you showed up here like with like a million makeup bags i was like oh my god nude actually is like a makeup queen like yeah i know i remember and not only did i show up with a million makeup bags i sent a package from wet and wild to your house that's true she also <laughs> did that so nude is like a huge makeup person um but yeah but you've like yeah you've always been like really creative with your looks and yeah you do different looks every day what is like okay if you, like, don't have the time, what are, like, the three products that you have to reach for? I'm sorry. Did you say three? Yeah. Absolutely not. I'm going nowhere. Okay. She's saying at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many products do you use? Like, how long? Okay. Not how many products. How long does it take for you to put makeup on? 45 minutes. Wow. 45 minutes. Yeah. To an hour if I'm, like, going ham. Wow. Mine is 20 Mm. minutes on a bad day. 
Mine should be 20 minutes. <laughs> Sometimes I like to be slower with it, honestly. It's so therapeutic and relaxing. Mm-hmm. Your brain just gets super distracted with it's like blending wonderful. and the colors and you're just kind of like floating. You're just like on a different plane of existence when you're putting makeup on. I like it. I like to talk to myself and be like, you know, millennial encouragements that we have to recognize are problematic because yeah. they are stealing from black communities without mm-hmm. being recognized. But mm-hmm. that said, I like to um, pound my sponge into my face and go, yes, queen, to myself. <laughs> oh, my God. So I typically, when I'm doing makeup, I will be listening to something, usually podcasts, nowadays audiobooks, because now I'm addicted to audiobooks. Nice. I know. I only started listening to them at the beginning of this month, and I have like a million under my belt and a million more to come. Oh my God. I love Uh, it. And now I support your endeavor even more because I'm obsessed. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it's like... I, it takes me 20 minutes. I will put on tinted moisturizer. I will follow that with under eye concealer because your girl has bags. Um, and then I will put blush on. And blush is like the great makeup love of my life. So the only thing I own multiples of is blush. I love that. And I remember I once texted my sister. I was like, I have so much blush. I have like four. And she was like, what the what? Uh, Because my little sister is very into makeup. She has a lot more than me. Um, And she was like, why are you so pleased with four? Yeah, and I'm just like, wow, four is so much. Like, oh, my God, I'm out of control. Um, (laughs) Wait, which sister is this? Noor. Oh, yay, queen. (laughs) Yes. Shout out to Noor for being into makeup and telling me that four blushes is not a lot because she's right. But um, I really love blush. Day to day, I wear kind of like a peachy one. Um, And honestly, I'm the kind of person who will put blush freaking everywhere. Like, I don't even care. I'll put it on my cheekbones all the way down to my cheek, across my nose, on the tip of my nose, just like everywhere. I will put blush everywhere. If it's a powder blush, I'll use it as an eyeshadow too because like I said, I don't really own like eyeshadow palettes or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, I'll go through and pinpoint conceal. So like just like more covering up of like any spots that I have or areas of like hyperpigmentation or whatever. Um, then I heavily powder my face because I have combination skin. That means my T-zone is always oily because I'm Arab and we're all like this. Yep. Um, hey, but it's good for our, you know, future faces. It's true. It is. But for now, I'm just like, oh, my God, please. So I heavily powder my face. And then uh, for eyebrows, I will just like kind of comb them with like an eyebrow gel because my eyebrow hairs are very dense and That's thick true. and very dark compared to like the rest of my coloring. So clean them up and then put mascara on. Mascara is also like my uh, my second greatest love. I'm like, honestly, if I could choose, to, if I could, I would just like slam my face into a pan of blush and call it a day. <laughs> but, also, but also do lashes because like it's, you know, like, because our eyes are already really big, so you get, like, a really interesting look when you put lashes on, though. It's true. It's true. I, I really like how my eyes look with lashes on. I once got those uh, fake lashes, the 
oh my God, what's it called? You know when they just stick the lashes like right to your lashes and it's supposed to last like three or four weeks? The extensions? Thank you. That. Yes. Um, I tried those one time and I will never do that shit to myself again. Jesus, why? Why? They're so annoying. They start falling off on like the second day. And I know that someone's going to be like, oh, you probably rubbed your eyes too hard or you didn't go to like a good place. No, I went to a really good place with the best reviews and I didn't rub my eyes that hard. I just washed my goddamn face. And if washing my face is going to take off like three lashes at a time, maybe y'all aren't washing your faces right. (laughs) I will say it is definitely like some, a pain in the ass. Um, I think if people are going on like vacations to really humid places and they don't want to put mascara on because it'll like be disgusting, then it's an option, but probably not forever day to day type thing. Yeah, but not only that, if you're in a really humid place on vacation, I feel like there might be a beach nearby. And if you want to have any fun frolicking through the waves, those lashes are going to come unglued and you're just going to have like lashes on your titties when you're like trying to pose for like a cute bikini shot. It's just going to be like three lashes on your titty and then no one's going to notice. And then you're going to look at the photo when you get home and you're like, God damn it. My tits looked so good besides these three fucking lash hairs. That is amazing. Also, I literally cannot relate to this because I will never walk willingly into a body of water. I love bodies of water. I know. And I do not. I like to sit in the sand with a gigantic hat, possibly an umbrella, possibly something else covering my shoulders so that the sun doesn't touch me. And I remember. Yep. And I'm still the same way all these years later. I Um, love it. Yeah. So like my makeup isn't that dramatic. I think anytime if I like want to be extra cute and definitely when I'm not wearing glasses, I really enjoy the fake freckles look cute yeah i love i love the fake freckles look i know like people and honestly every time people talk shit about like certain trends i'm like just don't do it like calm down it's okay that it's not for you 100 percent. but there is one trend that is legitimately unacceptable which trend is that wavy fucking eyebrows wavy okay so here's the thing (laughs) it's okay to have trends you don't like as well, right? Because wavy eyebrows is one of them. I personally don't like overlined lips. Um, I uh, love overlined lips. I can't pull them off, but I love them. Uh, I don't like overlined lips. I, so one, one that I think is not a, an opinion thing, but just a don't do it thing. Don't change your skin tone, please. Oh my God. Unfucking acceptable. A lot of people do it, though. Have you ever, like, been watching an Instagram makeup video and they put foundation on and you're immediately like, mm, that is not that is not your color? Yeah. yeah. It happens so much. And I'm just like, mm, that's like three shades darker than your neck, please. Um, so, yeah, that's Here's maybe the that's a big no-no. Yeah, it is a big no-no, especially if it is, like, implying or assuming a different race entirely. Like, Mm. never, ever, 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 ever fucking don't do that. Jesus, we're not, we're not here to explain why. Google it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, like, using a little bronzer on your face is fine, but just, like, pick the right shade. Like, makeup is all about knowing what colors work for you. Depending on what bronzer I use on my face to um, 
to contour with or to bronze with, I will sometimes take that down on like the hollows of my clavicles to like uh, make that tone look more reasonable, especially if I'm wearing something that like shows my, again, clavicles. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, this is really just about like being sensible, right? Like for, for bronzers and stuff, like I'll, I'll always choose the lightest shade because I'm pale as hell. It's fine. Yeah. Like that's why they exist, fellow pale mm-hmm. people, so that you don't uh, start treading into like really weird territory. Yeah. Okay, Good so like, point, yeah, we know we know like what trends we don't like. What is a mm-hmm. trend that you do really like and maybe haven't tried and you like will try soon? Okay, um, body glitter oils. Ooh, actually, same. I love yeah. glitter. Me too. Me too. I'm waiting for summer where I can like slather my body in it and then like go tan in it also. Yeah. Because I feel like that look is bomb. But I also don't feel like I want to make my legs super shiny if all I'm wearing is like a little dress. I want it for the beach. I want it bad. I really want it. <laughs> so like, is there a certain brand that you're looking at? Yes. The uh, the Brazilian Bum Bum Cream brand. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that brand. What is it? Sol de Janeiro or something? Sol yeah. Janeiro or That one. I want that it is so shiny looking i was at sephora the other day because i regularly go to sephora to like woosah myself into Mm -hmm. joy (laughs) yeah um and i like put that stuff on my arm and it was like you'd have to apply quite liberally to get it looking really really shiny but my skin looked like healthy and moisturized and like glowing Mm -hmm. and that's what i want yeah dude i love a glow Right? Me too. I love glowing. Same. Speaking of glowing, let me tell you my makeup routine because you asked me to give you three products. Yeah. God help us both. All right. Here's my makeup routine. I put a big clip in my hair to make it stand up a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. I use a blending sponge, not a beauty blender because what the fuck? $22 for a sponge. Oof. How? Crazy capitalism. Uh, unbelievable. So I use the big orange one by, oh my God, what's the name of the brand? I find it at like uh, Marshall's slash TJ Maxx. You use the Real Techniques one, right? That's the one. That's the one. It's Real Techniques. It's orange. It's great. It's like $5 a pop instead of 22 22 Oh, that's way too much. Can't. For a sponge. Yep. A sponge. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I use the Real Techniques sponge. I also use the It Cosmetics foundation brush, depending on whether I want to be brushed or sponged that day. Depends. Um, I own too many foundations, and I choose my foundation each day depending on how much coverage I want, how glowy I want to be, what primer I've chosen to use. Mm -hmm. A wide variety of factors, but it's different every day. Yeah. Recently, well. recently it's been the Benefit Cosmetics um, Hello Happy Foundation. It's like mm. the one in the little little box, and it's quite yeah. a light coverage. But my yeah. skin has been somewhat behaving, so I've been using that. Yeah. Um, so, 
moisturizer, primer, foundation, concealer, two different concealers, a lighter one for under my eyes, bridge of my nose, um, between my eyebrows and my chin and Cupid's bow, and then a darker one to spot correct, just like you said, with a little brush. Then I'm going to powder everything. Then I'm going to use a setting spray. Then I use my cream blush and I bronze. Usually I just bronze, like I just contour with bronzer because it's easy and it works. So then cream blush, bronzer, another layer of um, setting spray. But then after each layer of setting spray, I use the sponge so that it like mm-hmm. just all melts right in there. Mm-hmm. Then I go on to eyeshadow. I choose whichever palette I feel like. I use a minimum of two colors, something in my crease and something on my lid, but usually more than that, something in my crease, something on my lid, or two somethings on my lid, and then something in my inner corner. Mm-hmm. I then highlight. Then I use a pencil eyeliner that I like to smudge with a smudging brush because that's mm-hmm. just a look I enjoy on myself. And then upper and lower uh, mascara, and then a little bit more highlighter on the top of my Cupid's bow and above my eyebrows. For my eyebrows, I either use a brown pencil or I use an eyeshadow palette and match my hair. So sometimes purple, sometimes pink, sometimes blue in a Mm -hmm. gradient or an ombre. And then for lipstick, I usually enjoy like a dark plum or a dark red, or a deep mauve, or a deep rose, or, like, something that's, like, darker. Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't wear lipstick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You wear, like, balms, right? I mean, I'll wear a lip balm if I – I will always go for a gloss over a lipstick, though. I can't stand a gloss. Because it's sticky or or what? It moves around too much. So like when I'm talking, I can feel it like kind of slipping around. Sometimes it slips a little bit like off my lips and starts Mm -hmm. to blend with the foundation weirdly. Um, I'll usually actually use glosses before taking a photo so that my lips look Mm -hmm. (laughs) doozy. But no, besides that, I like like a matte. um, I like a matte bullet lipstick, like Bite Beauties. They're my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, do, yeah, doesn't Bite, Bite Beauty have like um, you can like make your own lipstick? I know they have them. I think they have it in this city, actually. It's amazing. Why did I not take yes, you to do I that? <laughs> because I did it for my birthday last year. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have been super fun, but I'd already done it, so we had time for other fantastic pursuits. Yes, but yeah, I had two custom colors made. One is like this bluish frosty deep gorgeous color and the Mm -hmm. other one is like the purple of my dreams nice see listeners nuda's very adventurous with her makeup i'm out here being like i guess i'll wear a gloss you know (laughs) on a crazy day but you always look absolutely stunning and gorgeous and you enjoy your makeup application. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what's important. Um, I have another question. It's not a question, but I'm rerouting because I want to talk about, because like y- you follow like trends quite a lot. I think like you know what all of these mm-hmm. terms mean and I don't because I put blush on as eyeshadow. But um, 
<laughs> but that's a real life hack. That is there you smart. Go. Yes. That's it's a called, real thing. It's called monochromatic. You guys look it up. Anyway. Um, yes, th- actually. Makeup in the Middle East. I think uh, when we were there, I-, I could think of like one main trend and I did not like it. What was it? Um, very heavily lined eyes and like a like the makeup was always so heavy to me and anytime mm-hmm. I got it put on me it was it does not work on my face I have like a very small skull <laughs> <laughs> so actually our friend Sarah who you mm-hmm. might recognize from episode five yeah um he also hated having her makeup done professionally because And this, I think, is true for both of you. A lot of makeup artists in the Middle East will give you a foundation that is approximately six shades lighter than your actual skin tone. Mm -hmm. Because if you are not alabaster, are you even pretty? Exactly. Like, literally, the makeup is dictated by Western beauty standards. And I'm like, ladies, we don't look like that. And it's okay that Mm -hmm. we don't look like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I say that as someone who, like, hates my Arab nose, but like I'm Arab though. I can't look any different, you know? I do I do have a, a point of contention with the fact that Arab makeup trends are westernized. No, well, the I foundation think is. The foundation absolutely okay. is they want they want our skin to be lighter. But in terms of like Arab makeup artists, I've actually mm-hmm. had very, very, very positive experiences, partly because in the winter I am fucking alabaster. Mm -hmm. So that like makes the blend a lot easier. But what is unique to Arabic makeup is what we can do with the eyes. This is true because Arabs have the best eyes. We have beautiful eyes. Thank you very much. We do have beautiful eyes. Um, Yes. So my eyes are like big and round and brown. And Mike always called me his little owl because my eyes are fucking saucers in my head. (laughs) They really are. They're really (laughs) cute, though. I like your eyes. You have very expressive eyes. I like it. I like yours. Yours are also very expressive. Thank you. We're very cute. Guys, just go look at our like headshots on our conference (laughs) website. Yeah. I don't know what my eyes look like. I do know they're big, though. So they're big. And you have more almond shaped eyes, which is like the height of desirable eyes, of course. Okay. Um, yeah, dude, we're we're so cute. And we like using makeup to make ourselves even cuter. But I will give Arab makeup artists like credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. The way So I have a hard time with this. I have a hard time using black eyeliner under my eyes and making it look good. I always end up just looking like the early 90s grunge scene. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's not the look I'm going for. But somehow, Middle Eastern makeup artists can give you this like line of black under your eyes and you somehow look like your eyes are even fucking bigger and you could give Cleopatra a run for her money. Like, I don't know how they do that. Honestly, I okay. Something about my eye shape means that any darkness around it actually makes them look smaller, and I think that's Ooh. why I never liked the work that 
I had done like on me when I was back home because I would basically leave with like eyes that had just a lot of darkness doesn't work on my face period so I always moved like I always choose like really light colors pastels because darkness just doesn't work it really closes my already very small face up yeah actually that's true do you have any photos from that time that I could take a gander at? No, you know you know how I feel about photos from the past. Um, <laughs> no, I actually don't like not on hand at least I would have to go look for them like on my computer. But it it just wasn't um I was just never very happy because I felt like they weren't looking at my face. They were just applying what they yeah the one trend that we had which was like deck those eyes out in like black liner make yes. her look pale yes. as hell she's dying i don't even know if how much blush they put on me but i bet it wasn't enough so <laughs> oh yeah we don't use blush too much we like a more i like to call it the morticia adams appeal okay <laughs> a very sculpted gaunt face yes i love Love, love that look on me because my face is otherwise. You can't see, but I'm like squeezing my cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't love that look. Um, I do have like apparent cheekbones, but I will still. You have stunning cheekbones. But I'll still like cover it up in, in blush. I don't want to look. Gaunt. I don't think that you're I don't think that it covers it up. I actually think that it highlights your cheekbones better the way you apply blush because you don't need any more you don't need to be contoured. You are contoured. <laughs> I was it born is. contoured. You were born contoured. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, yeah, that was the thing with Middle Eastern makeup artists is that although those trends do work on a lot of people, they didn't work on me. And it's just like they weren't thinking about that. They would just put what worked on other people. Um, and I don't have very classic – a lot of my features are not very classic uh, or, like, stereotypical Arab. So it it doubly doesn't work on me. What do you mean? Because I feel like aspects of your features are stereotypically Arab. I mean, I have like, uh, like my nose is really thin. Um, and we have thin noses. No, I know we. Ha I'm talking about like stereotypically, like quintessential Arab. Like I have a really thin, oddly shaped Ooh. nose. Um, I have like a really small mouth, for example. Um, my eyes are very deep set. Like there's a lot of things that make it so that that makeup look doesn't work on me. Yeah, but you fair. have to you have to assume that that makeup look is so popular because it does work on the quintessential beautiful Arab woman. I don't know if we have a quintessential Arab woman because I think about this all the time and I think about all of the women that we went to high school with and girl, no two of us look even remotely alike. I know, Nude, but that's the thing. Every culture, I guess, has a quintessential woman. She doesn't exist, but she's there. But that's just the thing. She doesn't. I mean, she 
this singular woman who was chosen to be the representative, she exists as a person. Yes. But we do not have a horde of people who look just like her. It's not like you see, you know, one belly dancer in one tent the one time you visited the Middle East. And now every time someone says they're Arab, you can hear the fucking jangling in the back of your mind. You fucking creep. (laughs) Don't fetishize us. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, she existed once. Whatever she looked like, she doesn't look like me. And so makeup doesn't work the same on both of us. And um, that's the thing. Like, I do envy the features that that makeup, like, highlights. I do. Like, I wish I had, like, kind of a slightly wider nose bridge, the, like, prettier nose that a lot of, like, Arab girls have. And, you know, I wish I had all those features, but I don't, so the makeup doesn't work on me. We are not well known for pretty noses. I mean, that's a matter of opinion. Much like our somatic cousins, the Jews, um, our noses also have been made fun of for many years. Well, that is... That is like a point of discussion because this whole thing about noses is just like, like as someone who hates my nose, I know that it was like society tells me to hate my nose and that's the truth. And it's exhausting that we can't just like breathe in peace. I'm just out here trying to sniff things. I need to put out a question to the audience very, Mm -hmm. very, very seriously. Does anyone out here not have a problem with their nose anyone seriously if you don't have a problem with your nose i want to hear from you please dm us immediately if you don't have a problem with your nose and i'm not talking about post rhinoplasty i'm talking about your natural universe given in the middle of your face nose mm-hmm. that's like that's the one the- thing people i think people mostly have complexes about their noses Yes, we do. 100%. When I was, okay, two stories for you. Story number one. When I was a young girl, my mother would say to me, Habibti Noor, you are so pretty. If only your nose was just a little bit thinner, a little, a little thinner. When you are older, if you want a nose job, you will have a nose job. Fam, I am older. Hmm. Do I want a nose job? Do I need a nose job? Shall I consider a nose job? No. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about my nose, right? Second story. This one's my favorite. On the day Mike was born, his face was was a little little squished. It was a little flat. He was a newborn goddamn baby, for Christ's sake. Mm -hmm. And his mom grabbed his tiny little baby nose and stroked it, saying, Oh, maybe this will just even out one day because this is a weird nose. And it did not, I'm guessing. It did. He has a great nose. I love his nose. But he still looks at his nose. nose. Yes, I but he still looks at it and is like, is this like is this a good nose? Like, I don't know. Nobody knows if they have a good nose. You know what your nose is for? Your nose is for sniffing shit and putting highlighter on the bridge of. I just want to sniff shit, first of all. When I was young. Living in Abu Dhabi, my mom used to tell me to like pinch the tip of my nose. Why? Uh, you know, if you keep doing it, maybe it'll one day stick in this like cute upturned way because I don't have a cute upturned nose. I have a, a sloped nose. 
But upturned noses, I am, I'm very sorry. All noses are valid and all noses are cute. But to my personal taste, I do not see why an upturned nose is superior to a button nose or a downturned nose. I mean, I, my nose is, I don't know. What the fuck would you call my nose, Shushu? I have no idea, dude. I don't know anything about noses. I barely know what I look like. I just like turned my camera on and it like it was underneath me and I just had that moment of no. Yeah. Oh no. It's fine. I'm looking at it. I mean, it's kind of like flat. I suppose. Like, is this bulbous? I don't know. Should I be? I'm gonna I'm trying to pinch it. It's not cute or pinched, Chushu. I'm like looking in the camera and I'm holding my nose up and it's not like I can't imagine a cuter iteration of my nose. It seems fine well i mean whatever the case a lot of arab women have complexes about noses and what we think is beautiful and that's true and so yeah i i was told to kind of like pinch at my nose a lot and well the 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 sad thing about living in the middle east is that sometimes as women we kind of perpetuate the things that have been hurting us the whole time it's true. Um, and that's why, you know, and that's why your mom would say that to you or another woman would say literally anything else to us. Like, I can't tell you how many freaking gadot I've been in and had my body commented on because they think it's their fucking business. Um, would you be willing to share some of the comments that you have received from aunties over the years? Um, it's usually, honestly, Arab women are like obsessed with my body. They think it's the greatest thing. It and I'm is. out here always being like, I'm underweight though. Stop. Don't. I don't want you to take this home to your girls. I'm underweight though. Do you understand this? And they're no. like, no, they don't. They don't. But also if I haven't seen them in a long time, inevitably, at least one auntie will tell me you've gained weight. And I'm like, I'm still underweight they're like um excuse me why haven't you looked like permanently skeletal your whole life rude and i'm like no i'm still underweight i don't even know what weight you're talking about i wish i had gained it where is this coming from so i don't know what it is i don't know why it's so universal i don't know why every single goddamn time you have to see someone who is older than you the first thing they have to say is looks like you've put on some weight yeah, and I'm just like, how did the hell do you know that for a fact? Like, no. But um, why are you commenting on it at all? I've done so much besides get fat. Shit. <laughs> also, like the any comments of any kind are kind of triggering to me, actually. Like, even when they're complimentary, because I do think a lot about where they come from. Like when my sister got married, I was just like standing in a hallway checking my phone or something. Mm-hmm. And there was like a gaggle of older Arab women a few steps away from me. And I heard them starting to talk about me to my mom. Uh, and, you know, like, oh, my God, she's like, you know, her body is so beautiful. Like, she's so beautiful. And I'm just standing there like, f- fuck my face, I guess, whatever. But like, um, but it's just it just triggers me because I'm like, don't look at me. I hate it when Arab people look at me because I always feel like they're judging me. But Shushu, I don't think that Arab people are judging any more than anyone else. I think that we just have fewer filters. It's not like... Uh, I I know, Nude. I know that everybody judges, Nude. But the fact is, I was most heavily judged by Arab people having grown up in Abu Dhabi with you. So that's where where this like 
oh, I don't want you to look at me comes from. It's because that's that was it's been the majority. And again, not having filter makes my brain think that they do it more than everyone else because like I can hear them do it. It's insane. Yeah. The yeah, thing it's is, true. here's the thing though. Arab women love makeup and they will compliment your makeup. They will. Every time. Every, every time. time. They will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they and like it's it's a very popular like pursuit to have. Like I know a a lot of Arab women just like love makeup, are amazing mm-hmm. at makeup. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that collectively for the most part a lot of us are into. Yeah, it is. I 100% agree. Like um Huda Beauty, um besides, you know, stealing from um what is it called? Beauty Bakery. Thank you so much. Besides the theft from Beauty Bakery, Huda Beauty, I feel you know how she looks, right, Chushu? Yeah. I feel like she is that quintessential Arab woman mm-hmm. we talk about so much. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I know that you want to do an episode on like who is this woman and why do we why are we being asked to be her? Yes. Um, and that's I think that's her. It's it's Huda from mm-hmm. Huda Beauty. And uh has she had any work done? Nude, yes. Like confirmed? I it does not need to be confirmed to me. I have two eyes and an understanding of human anatomy. Fair enough point. At the but very yeah, least, like, her nose and her lips are definitely filled. I have been wanting to pursue lip filler. I'm going to kill you. Why? Overline your lips instead. Oh my God, it would be fun. Overlining doesn't look the same. Very seriously, like overlining, if you get close enough, you can see the seam. Like, yeah, that's what I don't like. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work in real life. It's amazing in photos. But like in the real world? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's a it's a tough one to get right for sure as far as techniques go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so my logic is maybe just fill them up a little bit up top where they're skinny and weird. Your lips are completely fine. See, this is the thing. Like, <laughs> um, we're so critical of ourselves. And I think that's why we all have like these really particular like makeup techniques. It's because we're just trying to address things that we perceive as not being great about ourselves. Yeah. Um, and in a way, maybe that's like what I don't love about makeup because while I love the creativity and I love the colors and I love being pink because so much fun, I just want to be pink all the time. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot about it where I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know about like the pressure that women feel to wear makeup. The fact that I have like left the house without makeup and had like 50 people tell me that I look sick. That's not fucking allowed. No, it's not. That's the thing. Like, as with anything, unfortunately, as with anything that women do or have as a hobby, it's it has to be a double-edged sword. <sighs> it's exhausting. Yeah, true. it's unfortunate. And, like, the fact that I look sick, right, because, like, I have bags under my eyes because your girl is up all night writing and creating things. Um, mm-hmm which isn't admirable because nobody asks me about it because they're just like, why don't you look good? You look a little gray today. Meanwhile, a man can do the same thing and walk outside and everyone will be like, what's up, dude? 
Okay, here's the thing, though. I feel like men, this is an unpopular opinion, and I might redact it, but it is a thought that I feel needs to escape my mouth. Men are more attractive in the face than we are. Oh my god, I'm keeping this in only because I want to argue with you. There, That is absolutely not true. In the face! No. I like... I feel like men's faces are just generally strong and chiseled and cheekbony and jawliney. And if they have like dark circles under their eyes, and I realize, I know, I know all the arguments and you have every right and I concede to you already before we even get into it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a scruffy man or a an overgrown beard or a little bit of darkness under the eyes lends an air of romantic mystique. Now, please roast me. Noor, is it that <laughs> it actually lends an air of romantic mystique or that we allow men to look like this and have turned it into romantic mystique because we know they're not going to look any better? Uh, I mean, they do look better, though. Often. Noor, they don't. We have just been fed this idea that they are allowed to look as they are, and that's good. As women growing up, you are the... you learn very early on that the way you look is just not quite right because of all the messaging you're fed and all of the other people, all the other women around you who are unfortunately perpetuating the cycle because they didn't know any better because that's how they were raised and that's how their mothers were raised. So what's how bad could it be, right? I mean, this isn't my wokest moment on this podcast, as I'm sure everyone is aware. I feel better, right, personally, mm -hmm. when I do follow those um, standards, I guess. No, of I course, feel better about myself. Of course you do, Nudie. I feel better when I do those things. And it's right. because walking, being accept, feeling like you're accepted out in the world gives you one less thing to think about right? When you're outside walking around. Just one less thing to think about. And of, of course, everybody would like run toward that and want to think about one less thing. Here's the thing. And um, you said, so these scruffy men, and we'll put aside them being scruffy because I'm not scruffy. I can't, can't be because I don't, I don't grow any facial hair. Um, but so, let's take scruffy as like a way of being. So with men, it's facial hair. Scruffy for me might be like my roots not being done, right? Yeah, but no, no. So like, so here's where I'm going to go with this. I have the cheekbones and the jawlines and the planes of the face that you're talking about. Love it. I am not like, there are no romantic vibes to me, according to society. But I disagree with society. You See, disagree I think that with there society. There are many romantic vibes. <laughs> yes, you disagree with society, but that's a fact. I'm saying it's unfair that a man who has the same, obviously not the same facial characteristics. It's just that he's allowed to look however he wants, and sometimes it just pisses me off a little bit that the that the. There's a choice of rolling out of bed and walking out onto the street and nobody thinking twice. And frankly, most people thinking that you look like kind of rumpled and sexy. I'm not allowed to look rumpled and sexy. Everyone's like, Shereen, comb your hair, right? Like, 
So I often go with the rumpled and sexy look, usually in the summer. And my rumpled and sexy look is, I woke up, I'm tan, so you can't see my acne scars. I found a white linen shirt under my bed and also these shorts from yesterday. (laughs) I'm done now. (laughs) I don't have a rumpled and sexy look. (laughs) Everyone has a rumpled and sexy look. You just haven't looked in the mirror at the right time to be like, oh, wait a minute. Damn. I'm sorry. My only rumpled look is when I roll out of bed in the morning, have terrible pixie bed hair, and then go and tame it. Nobody sees it. Oh, my God. I saw it. It's so cute. Sure. Like, you saw it. But I'm just saying, like, I would never feel comfortable walking out into the world like that. I mean, I hear you. I get it. I don't, I don't have, I mean, hmm. do I enjoy makeup for the artistry of makeup or do I enjoy makeup for the power of faking my way through life? That is a question that I don't know the answer to because I don't know why exactly it's, it's hard because like. Do we love makeup because we love makeup and because it's I so want to be shiny? It's so shiny. I want to be a disembodied pink cloud, right? Like I like yes. yeah, like do I like makeup for that or do I like makeup because it helps me cater to the male gaze so that I don't feel heavily judged every time I leave my apartment? And when know. I say judged, I mean judged by all sorts of people, not just Yeah, men. yeah, no, I, I 100% get it. And I'm trying to go back and identify, like, if I feel like I'm being judged ever. Honestly, I feel like I'm being judged more um, when I'm done up, especially where I currently live. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, it also depends. On, like, here in L.A., though, like, no one would judge you. No, absolutely not. I think that I fit in quite well when we were in L.A. I think yeah. that nobody, like, nobody doubted for a moment that I didn't belong there. I felt very comfortable. I should fucking move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yes, when I was in Toronto, when I was in a city, being a little bit more done up, I also am often in skirts and heels and Like, I felt like that was more accepted than going to, like, this country bumpkin hick grocery store Mm -hmm. and everyone. I swear to God, once an old man just fully fucking stopped walking and just stood there and just stared at me. Oh, my God. You don't get shit like that in the city. No, you certainly don't. Or at least I didn't. You'll get smiled at in the city. That's... Or catcalling. That's so much. Okay. Fucking catcalling. Can I, you know what? No. That's a different episode. Yeah, hmm. but like also fuck catcalling. I'm just saying it happens. I, yes, fuck it. But also it was a welcome ego boost on multiple occasions. Really? Oh, I feel yeah. so badly violated. I'm just like, ooh, no, don't perceive me. Don't do that. Also, no, learn- I know. And, Here's Here's the thing. Respect like, people. That's the thing. Like, don't fucking catcall because it's like fucking don't do it. You're making people uncomfortable. You don't know what people's histories are on mm-hmm. the one hand. On the other hand, I have never felt endangered by catcalling. 
And on the days where I'm in the mood, I can like clap back pretty hard. And that also is an ego boost. Yeah, I I tend to go for the completely ignore (laughs) response. I once walked up to a pickup truck that was stuck in traffic, catcalling to me outside of my workplace where I was smoking. Mm -hmm. I get catcalled, walk out to this fucking pickup truck, lean over into the window and say, and now fucking what? (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, where do you go from here? You're stuck in traffic and I'm clearly unimpressed. Yes, God. <laughs> and he's like, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> they always and backtrack like, so fast. So fucking fast. And I'm like, okay, thank you for the compliment. Please don't do that to him. And it's very uncomfortable. Have a nice day. Oh, yep. That is amazing. Thank you. I do a lot that. for my ego. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine, dude. The point of what I was saying is just that, you know, um, there are makeup is a very like layered topic, and I don't think I'll ever know why exactly I like it. I hope, um, like you know, sometimes I'll see like on a magazine cover like oh makeup trends that men hate, and I'm like I have to do every single one of them right now, right now on one look. What are they? What are the makeup trends men hate? I need to know. I think it was, um, I think a lot of blush was one of them. And I was like, perish, because I'm going to keep doing that. No, I am so sorry. How could men hate a lot of blush? I call bullshit. In fact, the more red and pink in your face, and I'm pretty sure that this is backed by some kind of scientific research, but I mm-hmm. cannot attest to that, certainly. Mm-hmm. Men actually enjoy blush and red lipstick because it mimics Uh, arousal yeah nude but they're not gonna like first of all you're implying that they would ever have the like self-awareness to think about that and admit to it it's more about like what why don't we just hate what women really enjoy at the moment it's not that they actually hate it it's just that they hate women No, but I don't think that anyone hates it i think that these articles are just clickbait based on absolutely fucking nothing Oh, sure. Absolutely. But I'm just saying very often when women really love something, men will pretend to hate it. It's true. I think that I've been like privileged enough to be surrounded by men who don't fucking suck. So like, no, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's happened to my face. But for example, remember when Twilight came out when we were in high school? I hated Twilight. No, I know. But besides the point, women really liked Twilight, right? Like, period, whether or not we agree with that. The male response was overwhelming. Um, And actually, maybe I'll give you something that's like a little more easily understood. I like romance novels. A lot of women do. What do you think the average male opinion is on them? Is it because, and do you think that opinion has come from them reading a romance novel or them just feeling like they have to dislike something that women are very obviously passionate about? Because, like, when men say they dislike makeup, there is nothing to dislike about it. There is no grounds. If you don't like it, don't wear it. (laughs) But also, like, wear a little bit of it looking crusty as hell out here while the rest of us are glowing. 
Okay, so um, Shushu, I'm looking at a an article on yourtango.com. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very poorly written. Um, it says eleven common beauty trends that all men secretly hate. And all I of them. Wow. Every single man, and the grammar is <laughs> unforgivable. Okay, apparently men hate winged eyeliner because we think we look like ideal. Men think there's been some sort of makeup accident. Um, no, they wouldn't fucking know the Why difference they... between purposeful makeup and an accident. Literally. Number two, fancy lingerie. We think there's nothing sexier than leather and lace. Not all of us. All he sees are a million things he has to untie to get to the real prize. No, the whole goddamn thing is the prize. The unlacing, the unbuckling, the... the all of it is the fucking prize. What do you mean the real prize? You're not a fucking prize. You're a person. And if you want to cover yourself with leather and lace, girl, do you. Girl, do you. Also, I'm actually going to not respond to that specific one because I will go off. And also because I really need us to record an episode on romance. So fuck this article, though. <gasps> an episode on romance will be so much fun. Okay, number three. I really need to get through these. It's I feel compelled. Okay. Red lipstick. We think red lipstick looks hot as hell. So does he, but on you and not on him. Like men don't like when your lipstick gets on them. I mean, so, who is this? Also, yes, this man can't have his cake. This man cannot have his cake and eat it too. You can't be like, yeah, I like red lipstick on you, but don't like, no, sh- like what? Wash your face. You know what I'm Wash saying? Wash your face. Face, by shit. face wash. Like, honestly, honestly, and like you can't. Ugh. You said it all. All right. We think long fake nails are edgy and trendy and made for Instagramming. Not everyone thinks that. Mm-hmm. He thinks they only look good on Wolverine. No bullshit. Mike actually really likes long nails. Also, Wolverine doesn't have long nails. Oh my god, Wolverine That's has. Right. It's his knuckles. And they're and they're like claws, right? Because he's Wolverine. This is no. They're steel claws. They're steel or platinum. They're they're, they're metal claws. Mm-hmm. So, Fake tan. Oh my god! Shut up. <laughs> why don't men like fake? Why why doesn't why don't these see? Why do these secret men not like fake tan? We think it gives us a healthy glow. He thinks it makes you look like you live on the Jersey Shore. What? Not all fake tans make you orange, though. Glittery lips. Okay, go die. I love glittery lips. (laughs) We think it looks totally fly. He is worried about pooping out glitter after a solid makeout session. Sir, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. One, the implication that any woman would make out with a man who actually has these concerns is right? beyond me. So this man like, is not being kissed, period. He's busy. He looked- he's an incel. He's busy hating women to be kissing them. Right? Exactly. Because if a guy looks at me and says, I'm really concerned that I'm going to shit glitter after we make out, that's not someone I'm going to continue any kind of liaison with. Like, if no. you think that you're going to shit glitter under any circumstances, I'm concerned for your well-being. Like, also, like, sir, you should be so lucky. 
That's right. God, glitter is the best. Jumpsuits. We think we look 1970s cool. He's just baffled about how you pee. Um, I'm sorry that they have one functioning brain cell between them. I truly am. I mean, I, I guess it just has to run down my leg until I am freed of my jumpsuit. I guess once you put on a jumpsuit, you like actually physically can't get out. We just wait until it disintegrates and then we're free. Oversized sunglasses. We think they make us look tiny and charming. He thinks you look like a mantis. Well, a mantis is not a bad thing to look at. She does bite the head off her partner after she's done having her way with him. I'm so excited for the next one, Shireen. I'm so excited for the oh, next no. one. I'm so- okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you ready for number nine? I'm ready. Okay. Can you guess number nine? No, I can't. Just tell me. Pixie cuts. Oh we my think- fucking god. <laughs> we think we look like Michelle Williams. He thinks you look like a dude. If he thinks I look like a dude, why is he with me? But also looking a little like a dude. I'm down. But, but also. What? I don't are, know. Are haircuts gendered now? When I see a man with long hair, do I think he looks like a woman? No, no. I think he looks delicious. Oh my god. <laughs> I know you do. Don't you dare send me another picture from that man's Instagram because I know you're thinking about it right now. I am. I know you are, but I'm just saying that's totally ridiculous. And the pixie cut thing has been like Ugh, this idea that men are like, men are like, I like women with long hair. I'm like, but that's the thing. One, shut the fuck up. Two, you don't get to choose what women do with their hair. And frankly, some of us look better with short hair. Yeah. You know, your face is suited for all sorts of different cuts. I look better with a pixie cut than I do with longer hair. Me too. Yeah, so... I'm not going to sit out here and grow it just so that some man will look at me and then point at another girl with a pixie cut and tell me she looks like a boy. But it's not just that. Here's the thing. What's more frustrating to me even than that is that men consume this kind of bullshit and then realize like, oh, we're not supposed to like girls with short hair. Okay, Mm. cool. I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. And then they meet me or they meet you or they meet any number of incredible boss women with short hair and they go, you know, normally I can't stand short hair on a girl, but on you. Wow. Oh my god. I truly pity the man who one day says this to my face. You're gonna fucking punch him. I think like, he would I think he would end up crying. I don't even think I would have to punch him. I just Okay. Number 10. We're almost at the end here. Okay. Wedge sneakers. We love the added height and casual style. He thinks you should be able to run in sneakers. Not all sneakers are made for running anyway. What? Not. I have run in stilettos. <laughs> this man doesn't want to try you. <laughs> you will run after him and kill him. Yes, with the stiletto. With the stiletto. It doubles as a weapon. You're just being efficient. 
This is what I've been saying. Okay, so when I, back in the days where I used to go clubbing, mm-hmm. when men would be like, oh, I bet you'd have a hard time getting away in those. I'm like, Ew, you have no what? idea how quickly I could puncture a scrotum. First of all, that's amazing. But secondly, don't like the implication of what they're saying at all. There's never, I've never liked the implication of what a man has said to me in that <laughs> tone of voice. I don't like an implication. I don't like the implication that men speak. So <laughs> I know I'm being unfair, everybody. I'm actually going to be much more forgiving when nude allows me to talk about romance at length. For now, I'm going to be salty. Be salty. Number 11, fake eyelashes. This is the last one. We love how they make our eyes look luscious and sweet. He thinks you have spiders on your face. I'm sorry that he can't differentiate between spiders and lashes. That seems honestly very unfortunate. It would be a very confusing life to go through yeah, every time I feel you like, saw lashes. Yeah, this man lives in constant fear. He goes to Target <laughs> and walks by the makeup section and pisses himself. Ah, spiders! Yeah, like his life is terrible and I have all of the pity I can muster for him. I don't give a flying fuck what men do or don't like. Yes, exactly. As we should. And the fact that, you know what? I very rarely see like the equivalent of this. Trends that men love that women secretly hate. I'm I'm, taking you up on this challenge. No, no, it will exist, but I will be hard pressed to see it as often as the first one. And that's because we are literally raised to care what men think about us. And then for a lot of women, it's a lifelong unlearning process. Okay. 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 So there's a couple YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Um, Six men's fashion trends women hate. That's Mm -hmm. March 3rd, 2019. Women's fashion trends men hate, which is not what I searched for. but Irrelevant. There. 10 men's trends women hate, um, and that is a sponsored post on YouTube that is Mm -hmm. advertising Brio, the best grooming tool. So I already don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Six fashion trends women hate. Six men's fashion trends women hate. AshleyWeston.com. It did take a while of scrolling to find this. The Mm -hmm. previous one was like from a myriad of options. Mm -hmm. Okay, six trends women hate overly tight denim there's a very fine line between trim slim and tight don't do the latter nobody wants to see that i feel like that's self-explanatory please wear clothing that fits you literally i think that's just a universal requirement like whoever the fuck you are and whatever style it is please ensure that it fits your body Mm -hmm. that's it that is the one requirement like be comfortable inside it Mm -hmm. and like allow the button to button in a way that doesn't choke you the fuck out yeah Overly distressed clothing. I don't care. I know several people actually really like overly distressed clothing. I don't clothing. care about that. Margella split toe boots. A very hard item to pull off. Just keep it simple. These are too fashion forward for most men. Stick to versatile essential shoes. Bull fucking shit. I like cool shoes on a man. Get out. Over-accessorizing, a ton of stacked bracelets, a huge lapel flower, all these things just add up to way too much going on. Okay, I know men who very, very much enjoy decking themselves out in jewels and makeup, and they look fucking beautiful. So what the fuck is this article suggesting? It seems very bad. Okay, <laughs> let let men accessorize. 
Jesus, right? Large logos or graphics. Nobody cares about this. Unless, unless, here's the thing with logos and graphics. I actually really appreciate them because you know who you don't want to interact with for sure. And you can also recognize people with whom you may have stuff in common. Yes. So if someone's wearing a MAGA hat, I know for sure (laughs) that I have no interest in talking to them. If anything, wearing logos is a public service. Uh, I would thank you all to continue doing it. Yes, thank you. Dad sneakers. These bulky sneakers are really trendy now and just don't look good on most body types, nor are they versatile enough for different outfits. Go with timeless and classic white or black sneakers. I mean, Jesus. (sighs) Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary folks, and all people who listen to this podcast. Do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. It's why are there so many articles about what we should and shouldn't do? Um, because, well, for for women and people hate women. Is <laughs> that's why? I don't feel like we're gonna solve anything in a single episode. <laughs> I mean, we can't. The problem is there is no solving it. Like, we we love makeup, but we also recognize that it's, like, a very complicated hobby to have because there's just a lot about it that is unsaid. There's a lot about it that's informed by the male gaze. It's very – it's a very difficult thing to, like, love fully with abandon because we don't have a lot of control over every aspect of how it's perceived or how it's sold to us. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's a big thing. I feel like it's my one hobby where I have to question every purchase and every like, why am I doing this? Why do I feel like I need this? Uh, mm-hmm. And honestly, the answer that I keep coming back to where I choose whether or not I want to buy a product is <laughs> to borrow from another trend. Does this spark joy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's difficult, right? It's it's truly something. It's I it's like the one hobby I have where I feel like I have the least amount of control over it. Um Yeah. That's and, fair. and it is what it is because everything else I have very strict control over and that's great because I can do my own thing, but here I don't uh and it's all wrapped into people perceiving me whereas my other hobbies are very private yeah Um, so it's it's difficult i mean we love it we love looking cute but it's hard out there and i think uh my final say on this is i think men should buy concealer (laughs) um i think that if I had to give men, um, het cis men, cis het men, if I had to give them one piece of advice, buy a face wash that is formulated as a face wash for your skin needs, regardless of the packaging. It doesn't have to be blue or black. You can buy a pink package that might suit your needs. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and also moisturize. Please moisturize. Buy sunscreen. If your moisturizer has SPF, all the Great. better. Yeah. Um, yes, please do not use any three in one products. They don't work. I'm scared for you. I'm scared for your skin. They're so um, bad. If you hate women who wear makeup, I want you to think long and hard about where that hatred is coming from. 
Maybe take a moment. Maybe go to therapy. Actually, what is your theory about why some men might hate makeup? I'm I'm curious. I'm legitimately curious. I want to know. They're misogynistic. They feel yeah. so women don't pay attention to them. So they look for something that they hate about women. So they can be like, yeah, well, fuck you too. You wear too much makeup. When in reality, they're just desperately looking for attention. So why don't they make strides to get that attention? Mm, it. I feel like then maybe they would have to like admit that they could work on themselves and do some self-reflection and like comb their hair and buy face wash. And that just seems like a lot of effort. It's the women who are wrong. <clears throat> yep. And now we have come to the core of the problem that plagues humanity. I'm not satisfied with that explanation. I'm really, really not. In that you think I'm not giving men enough credit or what? No, no, it just... No, I think that you're giving men all the credit that they're due, especially the type <laughs> of men we're talking about. Yes. Um, no, please, nobody, please nobody show up on this podcast and say not all men. I will actually fight you to the death. What were you saying, dude? Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. No, no, no. It's We have a problem with toxic masculinity. Yes. There are many men in our lives who are wonderful men. We yes. do not have problems with- You do not have to tell me not all men. I am aware of that. We are yeah, talking we about have... men who subscribe to toxic masculine traits. Yes. And that is what we're talking about when we complain about men. It's the toxic environment in which they have been- Brought up. I the, See, that's the thing. That's the explanation that I want. I want to know mm -hmm. why and how men were hurt so fucking badly that they have to project that hurt onto the most vulnerable in the population. The most vulnerable being women and then more specifically trans women, women of color, trans women of color, for God's sake, like... No, I know, dude. This is the universal question. I wish I understood because if we understood, we would be able to, I don't know, figure out a solution. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Mm -hmm. Don't that's know if we solve. can find it. Yeah, don't know if we can find a solution. That's a big one to crack. And you'll hear more about it when we eventually record an episode on toxic masculinity. With my brother. With your brother, but so rest exciting. assured, listeners, we don't hate men. Actually, I have I have been called a man hater a lot, but Nude talks to You're me not. every day, and she knows that I don't hate men at all, at all. No, uh, I frankly worry for them because toxic masculinity ruins their life just as much as it ruins mine. Ruins everyone's life, honestly, yeah, and shit. the only thing it serves is fucking capitalism. Yep, as usual. Do you want to take us out, Nude? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening today. This has been yet another episode of Don't Tell Baba. We hope you enjoyed it and hope you'll stick around for more. Our music is by Ahmad on Fiverr. His username is CH6K0R. Post-production is done by my husband, Mike. Thanks, Ahmad and Mike. Thank you. For more... <laughs> For more shenanigans, find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Baba Pod. If you want to drop us a line, call us at 53032-HADAM-42726. That is 53032-42726. 
See you next week. And remember, don't tell Baba. Baba doesn't understand makeup. He doesn't. He doesn't care either. No, he's just like, you're a beautiful binti. Like, but he's like not oh. looking at you when he says that, right? He's like playing solitaire. <laughs> yes. Um, if you have been enjoying our content, uh, thank you so much for following us on this incredible journey. Um, please, if you can, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It would be really, really helpful to us to grow this platform and bring you even more exciting content. And if you like us, leave us a few stars down there, maybe five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just a suggestion, maybe five. Yeah. Um, love you, Shu. Love you, Nude. Love you all. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.